Mrs. Audio Galleries. Conversations. Connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. Audio galleries. Hello, everyone. GM friends, welcome from a sweltering United Kingdom. It is boiling, which means it's kind of average for the rest of the world, but I will allow myself to say it is boiling here. Uh, we have had a busy couple of weeks and we are pleased to be back. I took a vacation in the middle. Oh, yeah. Um, and welcome everyone to episode 15 of Audio Galleries, a Rug Radio production. I am Benjamin White at the NFT 101. I must, I don't know, do I keep that? Do I change it? I don't know. Anyway, I'm your host uh, and I'm very grateful for you all being here today. Very quick disclaimer. Gosh, I hate this bit, but everyone has to do it. Right. This show is not intended to, nor should it be treated as financial advice. Please do your own research and make your own decisions at all times. And most importantly, stay safe in Web3, everybody. It is also a recorded spaces. It will go on to become a published podcast. So a bit later on, when we invite people to come up and speak, only, want, only request to come up if you're happy for it to be published, because it will be published. Could you all please go to The Nest? I am reliably informed it is called The Nest at the top of the spaces. Not the Jumbotron, not just the top. It's called The Nest. It's Twitter, isn't it? It makes sense. And could you all please retweet the room, which is the first pinned space? Also, go down into the comments in the bottom right-hand corner, that little purple button, and introduce yourselves Perhaps tell us what's been going on. Tell us what you think about the goose. The goose selling for six point something million dollars last night. That's incredible. Um, we'd love to know your thoughts on that. Uh, maybe highlight some cool artists in the space at the moment that you think we should shine a light on. That kind of thing. Before we get going, I just very quickly want to share something that we at Audio Galleries launched earlier this week. The Gallery Editions a collection of small, limited edition curated artworks. So not open, big open editions. They're very, very small, limited edition pieces, which we've either commissioned or have been created in partnership with ourselves at Audio Galleries. Everything you need to know is being pinned in The Nest right now by Sigrid. Thank you very much. Um, please, guys, go and check that out, particularly if you still hold one of those old free mints that we dropped back in January because you are able to trade up, burn your free mints from back then for amazing artworks by incredible artists emerging or established in the space. And that collection will be growing over time. Gives us a little something extra as well as our open editions, which we're very, very proud to host in partnership with OpenSea, who are co-hosting with me today. Back to business. Episode 14 with Sarah Script, the second generative open edition uh, in partnership with Audio Galleries. Sarah was an amazing guest, a terrific artist, just a fantastically 
wonderful, all the superlatives, soul. Uh, her calligraphy style, knowledge of the craft and application to Web3 culture was so much fun. We really, really enjoyed it. The collection was, is absolutely stunning. Uh, we completed the special edition thank you drop as well for those who qualified last week. Thanks to everyone who supported this open edition on OpenSea. The final figure was almost 520 minted. And after this, I was able to give Sarah her share of the revenue at roughly four Ethereum. Uh, and the artist's share of revenue is now something like $170,000 since we've been going, which is just mega. Really very, very proud of this. Um, thanks to everyone who listened, commented, sent messages, and minted, of course. Audio Galleries, very quickly, is an educational, art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts. Hosted each week, the show features an artist, either emerging or firmly established, who is focused on creating incredible artwork and making it, making it available via the blockchain. I will put my teeth back in. I interview the guests, giving you, the audience, an opportunity to learn more about their style, their inspiration, their process, their previous works, and their future plans. And during the show, we launch an open edition mint on OpenSea with artwork provided by our guests, available to purchase between 15 and 75 US dollars. Audio Gallery's Mint Pass holders who mint this piece are also rewarded with a second exclusive piece by our artist, which we airdrop. Um, and if you'd like more information, please follow Audio Galleries on Twitter, um, the Discord, subscribe to the newsletter, go to our new uh, website, all the rest of it. I am usually joined by my lovely co-host Tristan, but Tristan has had to jump to something important, very, very important and personal. So I, Tristan, if you listen back, hope all is good and uh, we miss you lots. Um, however, we have also timed up with timed up oh my goodness me teamed up with time pieces and we have the time pieces account on stage i'm not sure who's behind it it might be tamika it might be timo 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 who have i got <laughs> yes, it's hey tamika. tamika how you doing i'm good um i i loved hearing how sunshiny and hot it is in the uk because i'm currently caught in the most ridiculous thunderstorm oh wow um, and trapped in my car with my dog. Um, well, <laughs> so yeah, that's what's happening on this. Well, side of the thank world. <laughs> you for keeping us company today. I look forward to uh, hearing from you again a little bit later on. Um, our artist for today, we have Arena BB, an artist widely recognized for her unique artistic process. Uh, also, her leadership uh, in various artistic communities within the space. Arena creates paintings performances, installations, and mixed media artworks. But she's also a pioneer in the metaverse, which as we all know is the realm of digital art and NFTs. She has been working to build bridges between traditional and digital with NFT collections that are linked to physical paintings. I love this. Arena's inspiration came from the time she spends in, or comes, should I say, from the time she spends in deep meditation. I could do with working on this. Uh, before she gets to work on each piece. Her work in the NFT space has been recognized in publications like Fortune magazine. It's led to partnerships with international brands like L'Oreal Paris, 
art created by Arena has been purchased by many high-profile collectors, including the Iron Mike Tyson <laughs> and the wonderful Keith Grossman, previously of Time and Time Pieces. Arena, welcome to Audio Galleries. Hi, hi, hi. Well, you're timed up. I think that should be a thing. We should we should say timed up instead yes. of timed up for like collaboration with that. It was that's beautiful. A, we should make that's it a, a good point. Uh, Arena, how are you feeling? I read a tweet earlier today that said you woke up at 2 a.m. with a fever and you weren't feeling too good. Are you all right? I got myself on a bunch of medication right now and I'm feeling good I'm now. Glad to hear I'm expecting in <laughs> <laughs> a couple hours to go down because my fever was like... For a couple hours i have it and another couple hours i'm feeling good so you caught me on a good okay point. well look we will go into this with big energy and then you can crash later on <laughs> um, wherever you are and uh, i hope you feel much better later um but i have given you an introduction which i have forged by looking at your bio um but i always 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 love to hear introductions by artists about themselves. So go for it. Tell us who you are and what do you do? Well, hi, I'm Arena. I create digital artwork. I started collaborating with AI right now where I run my paintings through AI. I'm trying to experiment as much as I can. And recently I got idea to put a screen within the canvas painting. And within that screen would be a process of creating this artwork. And I just love to experiment and try new things, try new approaches, just constantly moving and creating art in different forms and shapes. And I also love to put together art rooms. And in these rooms, everything is interactive where people don't have to solely look at art. They can also interact with art. And that's one of my favorite things of being an artist is seeing reactions and seeing the way people feel about certain pieces because every person reflects and sees different things. So that's me. I love it. I love it. And you're, but you're not just in this space as an artist, right? You are very much a participant in Web3 and in the crypto space too, right? Absolutely. I, I trade stocks. I trade NFTs. I trade crypto. I feel like that gives you a sort of deeper inspiration. You kind of in the field, understanding what's happening. And I love for my art to learn something completely opposite. So as an artist, I like to study some economics or like history, not art history, like world history. So this gives you different perspective. And that's why I love trading. And just very quickly, like, how are you feeling about the space right now? Like, and we don't need to go into a deep economic debate, but I'm just curious because, I mean, it is a real roller coaster. it feels like at the moment. One minute, we're all going to make it and NFTs and crypto are back. And then the next minute, you know, we're seeing... Uh, the value of things drop and we're seeing, you know, people leaving the space. Like, how how do you feel about where we're at currently in the, in the timeline? Mm, it gives me many different emotions. Uh, I've been in the space for, I think, it's like two and a half years, maybe almost three years right now. And it got to the point where I, I'm inspired, yet I need to find a good balance with the space to don't get too emotionally attached 
because I gave my whole heart back in like 2020, 2021. And I'm talking about like uh, buying stuff. I'm talking about community and just be like, I gave my whole self. And right now it got to the point for me where I see the way certain people act in the space and more and more things emerge and the way some artists are being treated and the way just, and I got a little bit disappointed. And it's not just like about markets are going up and down. It's also about human behaviors. But we're in this cycle where you can just, I think for me, is just step away a little bit, find a balance between being on Twitter and like trading and like doing art. It's all about this good, good balance. I think that is a really good call. Um, I, I have been not in the space for as long as you but I've been in now for getting on for a couple of years and like, yeah, balance is key. And I think, you know, you can't help human behavior. Sometimes people come here for, you know, with intentions and, and everyone's intentions are different and everyone's perspective is different. And so we can't expect everyone to live harmoniously. However, uh, I do think that uh, if you can apply balance, I think you can very much enjoy the space and what's going on. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really, really great call. Let's, let's move into the art side of things though. That is our, our real intention here today. I'm curious to know more about the art scene around you. And I'm going to frame it because you are, uh, well-traveled. You live in the States. You're not from the States. You've been all over the place. So I like to hear about the art scene around people, but I guess from you, I guess I'm trying to get to the bottom of like, what have you pulled in from the world around you and your life experiences that has kind of like led you to create? Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I was born in Russia. I lived in a small town. I also lived in Moscow. Majority of my life, I lived in Moscow. Then we moved to US when I was 15 and I lived in Texas. And then because of my modeling contract, I went to China and I really, really liked it there. I thought it was very interesting culture and I wanted to study Chinese. I wanted to dive deeper into that. And at the time I was 18, I wasn't sure what I wanted to study. I wasn't doing art. I did went to a music school when I was little. So I play piano, I sing, but I never painted. I did had a like drawing, but my drawings were very silly and I wasn't really like, you know, this cool art, art kid in, the, in your art class where everybody's like, wow, your art is amazing. That was not me. And I never could have imagined myself being an artist. And then when I moved to China and I was studying Chinese, um, my friend, she brought me to an art supply store. And I just randomly bought a bunch of canvases and a bunch of paints. And I started painting nonstop since that day. And it was such a crazy experience because I did it not for anybody else. I didn't do it for sales. I was just doing it for myself. I think like now looking back at it, it was because I was lonely. I was so far away from home. I was so young. I didn't really know much. And I... I just occupied myself with basically books and art and studying language and just like taking some part-time jobs to sustain myself, obviously. And that was such an interesting time because I got a chance also in China to live in a small town and in like Shanghai, which is, it's, it's different world, worlds where you like, it's completely different. So, and then I had my 
I guess, our career breakthrough when my therapist suggested, like, you, I was painting for a couple of years already at home just for myself. Like, the canvases were piling up, piling up. And uh, my therapist was like, maybe you should try to put some art show together and let the world see it. And I was very, very fortunate in Shanghai. They have an art district where there are a bunch of different galleries. And at the time, I also was spray painting a lot on the canvas. And I had such a tiny, tiny, tiny like studio apartment with ginormous canvases where I was spray painting. Poor health, I'll say, like such a bad decision making. But um, I went to this... <laughs> to this art um, studio space and I was just walking around trying to talk to people with at the time my broken Chinese trying to ask if anybody is renting or if I can rent part-time because I wanted to do like a bigger canvases and over there I met a gallery owner slash artist as well and his art style at the time I was painting extremely dark my characters were very dark and his stuff was very also dark and he just was very very nice and generous and he just offered me to come and paint and gave me the space basically to paint a larger canvases there and he offered uh later on when I came up with my therapist told like maybe you should try to do an art show I asked him and he was very nice again he gave the space she said yes let's try to do like a week or so and um you like only from art sales you give me the card and other stuff like just do you and i put together the craziest art show ever that was so interactive so much fun so raw and it went viral because i started posting stuff online and it basically led to this exhibition ended up running for a month that brought art sales that brought um just new connections. And it was shock to me that moment I realized, wow, you can actually make money doing art. That's not like this, because I was not an artist community, even in like Shanghai, even though I went to this art, 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 art district, I only knew one person and I wasn't sure how it all going and how it all ran. And after a couple of years, I kept on doing art, living in Shanghai, I had another exhibition. And then one day I just woke up and was like, it's time to go to New York. Um, mostly because I cannot drive. I'm not really enjoying driving. I still don't have my license. I have a learner's permit. I'm trying right now. But <laughs> that's why I picked New York, because that's the city where you do not have to drive. And I moved to New York, and then I discovered musicals and just many different cool things that city have to offer you. And that's where, like, so much inspiration came from. And then when my art style switched from dark characters to very bright, flowery portraits that I started doing, and that also became very popular. I was very fortunate, especially uh, lots of females connected with my flowery portraits. And that's how I sustained myself, uh, doing one commission after another. And it was just, it was such a happy time. I love that. And then I... Yeah, and then I moved to a forest, so now I'm in a forest, and now I don't have no art museums, nothing around me, it's just a forest and the bears, so that's my art around me. <laughs> I love it, I love it, it's a great rundown of Arena's career, and that's uh, that's fantastic. I, I'd love to know then, and I think maybe you just answered it, maybe it's the forest and the bears, but I'd love to know, like, what, or perhaps who inspires you? Like, right now? Well... Mm. 
see I never give it an, I never give it enough thought when I write these questions down <laughs> I think I think now but I think also like holistically like what what is it that you draw inspiration from but yeah go with now as well let's it, let's do both okay I, I don't even know why I said now like at the moment okay uh out of everything I don't have like one particular person or like anything inspires me literally anything i can go and i can like that's my i think my one of my blessings because i can find something good and beautiful in anything i look at and that being this way my whole life i never had any like a huge like people i looked up to i kind of admire things i like that i like that i i'm I'd like to talk then a little bit about, so you wrote this in your bio. I spoke about it when I introduced you. Um, I always remember reading about Dali and he his he would sit in a room with like a, a, a paintbrush in his hand in front of a canvas, but he would have like not slept for days on end and he would have perhaps done some hallucinogenic stuff, but don't do drugs, kids. And uh, he he would wait till the moment where he kind of like fell asleep and he would maybe have, I think it was some kind of like bell or symbol or something so that as soon as he kind of like drifted into sleep, something would clang and wake him up and he would immediately paint whatever. And that was where a lot of his surrealist inspiration came from. You talk about meditation before creation. Now I'm assuming, in fact, I know this is a very different process to the one that I just described, but I am really curious to understand your process of meditation before creation. Can you tell me a little bit more about like how you set that up, how it works for you, and perhaps like where that where that came from? Oh, I love Dali so much. He's so cool. And um, so I, ever since I started painting, uh, because again, I did not have a traditional art education and I was doing it for myself, I kind of just said I never used reference photos and I stared at a canvas and I stared and I stared at an empty canvas and whatever like if you stare long enough at any surface you'll start seeing little abstract figures and that's what happened I'm just sitting and that's my minute that's what I call meditation um I sit and I stare and then I outline whatever I see there and then I just put random colors and sometimes it's not random colors but majority of times it is I don't really like let myself plan through or think through what color is going to be there and then that's how it comes together and same with when it comes to commission portraits I stare for the longest time at the picture of the person and kind of try to feel the energy I also listen to their music whatever I ask for the playlist and whatever the energy I feel then I just stare at the canvas again stare at the picture canvas and then I put the picture away and I stare at the canvas and I start outlining stuff outside, like my first in, like intention, like first thing that I kind of want to put there. And, and, then, and then I start painting the person. And that's how actually I discovered my floral art, art, art style at the time, because I just looked at the picture of, it was two girls and their puppy at their home. And all of a sudden, I just like saw in my head like a garden. Like they gave me such a warm like feeling that it transferred into flowers. So that's my art process. It sounds like an amazing process. I love the idea of like staring until something presents itself. 
uh, I reminds me of kind of like storybooks from childhood, you know, like magical moments where like in the moment where you're just not sure what you're going to do, something suddenly presents itself. I think that is a really beautiful way to create. I wish I could do it. Um, apparently no amount of staring works for me. <laughs> um, anyway. That actually, I think you could try it. Like just flash some stuff and like, look, 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 and just like, don't think. I think people very often overthink stuff or like just like don't think and you'll create beautiful things. That is great advice. Don't think. Don't think anyone. Let's talk a bit about Web3. I would love to know how you discovered the space, how you discovered NFTs. Was there a person? Was there a a, a blog? Was there a article? Like what what happened that made you suddenly find this world of Web3? Um so during Back in 2019, 2020, I was trading stocks on top of my art. And like I think in September 2020, one of my friends, he actually was like, hey, have you heard of NFTs? I think your art would do very well there. And he told me about Nifty Gateway. And I went there and I couldn't figure out how to, because I wasn't in crypto whatsoever. So I couldn't figure out how to like put your art on sale. <laughs> and I didn't see the page with like artist application there. You're like, oh, I wish I did at the time. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I closed that and forgot about NFTs for, I think, five months or so. And then uh, one of my friends from like a stocks group chat, uh, we had like an app similar to Twitter, but there you can only tweet stuff about stocks, which is was very fun and convenient. And somebody on that like mini app uh, tweeted that or said that they have a clubhouse invite and this random person who I never met before gave me this clubhouse invite because we were on this small app with tiny community and that's where I saw a room about NFTs and since I heard about it a couple months ago I was very interested and that was NFT, nfts.tips uh, and they explained so well, like they onboarded so many people step by step, how to create MetaMask, the security, create a, uh, get a hardware wallet, how to put your artwork. And at the time it was like mostly OpenSea, like Rarible Foundation. And I, um, I got on Rarible. That was one of my favorite platforms at the time. And, um, I remember also one of my first NFTs that I did, it was an addition. I texted to this person who gave me Clubhouse invite. I'm like, hey, if you create a crypto wallet, I can send you this. Thank you so much. So, and then we like stayed in touch, um, changed Instagram. So it was very, very fun. And yeah, through the Clubhouse and through onboarding and slow explanation of how to do stuff, because there was at the time, there wasn't any like YouTube videos that explained it very well. And that's how I got in. Really, really interesting. And so, I mean, these, these routes into Web3, they're all so varied. Like I found Web3 through Instagram. And I think it was because I was at a point where I was like, I was, I was deciding that I was going to take a bit of a career break. And of course, what do you do when you take a career break? You start looking at other careers. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was looking on all kinds of Instagram profiles and then stuff just started appearing about like people minting apes for you know, and, and sorry, and selling apes for tens of thousands, as it was then, dollars. And I was just really, really intrigued at what 
could be going on and then very very quickly realized actually there was a whole different thing going on to what what instagram would have you believe at the time but hearing all of these origin stories i just i really i really enjoy it i like i think someone somewhere should try and interview a really good like cross section of the community and gather loads of these introductions to the space and maybe start to kind of like filter through which ones work best because i i do think that there are things that we just don't realize on board really well um that we could probably kind of like apply ourselves to a little bit more very quickly everyone before we continue i'm going to play my uh, very annoying little jingle artist edition is live and that means that the mint for arena's wonderful artwork uh, is now live missed yet another generational wealth train there's a title arena <laughs> um but it's live right now if you go to OpenSea's homepage, you can go to the notable collections section where you can see it is shown it's also shown in the drop section uh, i think sigrid is and has just added a tweet to the nest um and you can also go to the audio galleries discord to find the official link um this is a wonderfully beautiful creatively exciting vibrant mad i really really enjoy it like piece of artwork so i'm gonna ask arena to speak about it in a moment before i do it's 0 0.015 ethereum um oh gosh a number have already been minted that's great it's, it's a great piece uh, it's available for the next 72 hours on OpenSea drops which is great thank you again to OpenSea for your support uh, and then following that, anyone who mints and holds this piece and also holds an Audio Galleries Mint Pass, um, if you have the two in the same wallet, I take a snapshot next Tuesday, I think. And then following that snapshot within seven days, I will airdrop you the second, very similar, but different colorways and a few different little tweaks um, artwork by Arena as a, a special limited edition as well. So Arena, Congratulations, first of all. It's a really, really beautiful piece. Thank you so much for sharing it and minting it with us. Um, I am really intrigued to hear about the kind of origin story, perhaps the inspiration for this piece. Um, the name speaks for itself. Mist is another generational wealth stream. It was inspired by everything that's happening in the space. And this, with this piece, I took a little bit different of an approach compared to any other stuff that I do normally. Because normally, as I mentioned, I sit and I meditate and then I just outline and then and after that, I give a name. But with this piece, I, I was scrolling on Twitter and at the time there was a like a meme coin craze happening and this miss, feeling of missing out that's coming through the space all the time you can feel it every day even if it's in a bull market and a bear market every single day people are mentioning that they miss this they miss that and that's i will as i was scrolling i was like wow <laughs> missed yet another generational wealth train we're all been there and from the name then i started to create a digital artwork on an ipad and i saw this figure and it was in a hoodie and then the train coming and it's kind of screaming as it's staying on the station 
and it's so confused and tired at the same time hopeful and i i kind of think that i didn't think about it when i was painting but then when i looked at it a couple weeks later it got me thinking about how one train leaving the station and then another one is always coming in there is always going to be another opportunity there's always going to be another thing but that's going to be a different train that's going to be a different experience and you never know where like life is so beautifully chaotic you never know where you're going to jump in and what's going to be there like we talked about how uh, i got into nft space right and at the time i felt so lonely because i was creating art and i wasn't in like an uh new york city art community much i was just painting commissions home every day just painting all day long and then web3 gave me this web3 train gave me opportunity to connect with so many wonderful artists and then at the time it was like only artists on my like twitter timeline when i just got it and then i started creating like trading stuff and then there's just so many things and then i think we need to again back to the balance find the balance and don't be too hard on ourselves when we miss the opportunity when we sold too late or sold too early we all know this feeling and just we need to be kinder to ourselves and give each other like a break. And yeah, that's where the inspiration came from. I think it's wonderful. And thank you so much for that breakdown there. I, there are so many elements and actually the more I look at it, the more things I see. So I've only just noticed that there are dollar bills coming out in the steam from the train. And I've also just noticed that on the front of the train, there are two eyes. And in fact, eyes and uh, symbols like on the forehead, as you may have mentioned, or I think I might have mentioned in your bio, like in your introduction a bit earlier, they're really common themes or common like um, attributes to your artwork. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like I'm particularly the forehead thing, like you always put like a, like a symbol on the forehead of your, I think it might just be your female characters, right? Can you, can you give us a bit more information about that? It's a soul. Anything you see on the forehead, sometimes it's like a triangle, sometimes it's eyes, sometimes it's square. Like every time is different, but that's how I represent a soul of a character. And when I do a portrait of multiple people, especially when it's a family, I draw a line that connects all of those souls. So anything that you ever see on my artwork on a forehead, that's a soul. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Um, Really, really beautiful. Like, uh, I'm so very grateful that you have shared this one with us. I think it's fantastic. We're already at 65 minted arena. So well done. Thank you. I think uh, the community also resonate with this piece. It's uh, really beautiful. I am curious to know, this is one of those questions I ask people. And I wonder if it's like a bit of a cheesy question because you're never going to say something bad about it. <laughs> but I'm curious nonetheless, what does it mean like being an artist, being a creative, what what does that mean to you? It means freedom. I always use it. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I think maybe that's why I love being an artist because I use it as an excuse for everything. I did something. You do something silly. Oh, it's because I'm an artist. You can be as weird as you want, and then you'd be like, I'm an artist. Like, what are you talking about, Arena? Why were you like? Why did you do that? Because I'm an artist. Why did you go there? Because I'm drawing inspiration. Why? Like anything, because I'm an artist. So that's why. That sounds good. It's like a great get out of jail free card, right? You can just be as crazy <laughs> and off the wall as you like. 
Yeah, it's just kind of like, at least with me, um, it it removes this wall in your head that like you have to be a certain way, you have to do a certain thing, you have to dress a certain way. And sometimes it's very hard to switch, I don't know, like dressing styles or like do, it's, it's extremely hard. And that's also like back to Salvador Dali, for instance, like he was so good at being like coolly weird. And I think that's awesome. Great. Great. Coolly weird. I think that's awesome. And and I think, you know, I've spoken to quite a few artists in the space who all have a really, really similar perception. And I, I think this is what's drawing so much for me anyway. Like we talk about the, the roller coaster of Web3. But actually, one of the things I observe is that people have in this space have permission to be a bit wild. And that's probably something that like I... I don't feel like people have had permission to be like that before. And you no longer need to ask for permission to just give something a go. And it's like that that old mm. adage <laughs> that if you fuck around, <laughs> you might find out. <laughs> Which... I actually want to warn, like, with me, it was a little bit opposite. Because before, again, like, was very lonely creating home and doing all the wild things. But when I got into Web3, I still, like kind of do whatever I want but I've noticed in the past again three years is quite a long time like it's just I started to you see the way people do things and sometimes because you spend so much time on Twitter and so much time seeing different artists every single day doing different things or like uh, traders and like collectors that impacts you and it's kind of like putting you in some sort of box so for any artist listening right now like be very careful curate your timeline and also um just don't overwhelm yourself with art because that can be extremely dangerous so with me it got to the point where i was a little bit burned out because i saw so much art happening and so many like wild things that i did an opposite what i used to do i kind of was like okay i need to be a certain way because that's the certain way of web3 is that's how i should be and uh, now I'm slowly again like getting out of it fully and being like my completely weird self but that's like the stage I went through so be careful everyone that's fascinating and also like a really really another really good point perhaps there is so much creativity in the space that it can become a little bit overwhelming really really interesting my goodness me this time has flown by it's so lovely speaking to you let's let's talk very quickly i'd like to know and then perhaps some people can request to come up and i know doug has always got a question or two and perhaps tamika wants to ask a couple of things but i'm really uh, i'm curious to know about your plans for the future arena like what is what's the plan in in web3 or in life generally as an artist for you I want to my like my lifetime goal the, the 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 biggest thing of my entire thing is I want to set my art in space I want it to be on a rocket as like a metal sheet I know uh, it's been done already um by I'm pretty sure it was SpaceX uh, on a metal sheet not like on a flat driver like I want it to be as part of rocket so I wanted to that's my biggest thing but for a year like this year I want to uh, experiment with 
as I said, thank you, X, incredible artist. He's been doing it since very beginning of his NFT uh, journey. As I like saw it, he puts a screens on like on his physical canvases, and it's so cool. And I wanted to try it for the longest time, and then I realized, but like that's his thing. And then I, as I was looking at it, I was like, what is my thing? And then this year, I had this performance art piece where I put my canvas painting on a tree. For a year, it's outside, it's been beat up by the nature, by the snowstorms, rainstorms. And I was recording the process of it kind of being like this whole cycle of it getting destroyed. And I wasn't sure what to do with it at the end. Like, yes, I have this a video, but what's next? So and then I got an idea to like glue it to a canvas and then cut a hole and put the screen with the video of this. Uh, entire process how it got destroyed and then you can see how it got destroyed and then see the painting at the same time so and I love creating videos of painting process and I think that's going to be my thing in the future where I like paint on canvas and then put the screen and that's how it all can be like nft-ish and also AI oh love AI love like working with it love um, running my art through AI because the way it sees it it's like a loophole of inspiration. I create a painting, run it through AI. AI give me some painting ideas. I create another painting. So it's just never ending cycle. And that's my plans. And maybe collaborate with more brands this year. And this I love it. it. And I agree. Like, I think AI is a gift to artists. I think it is such an incredible tool in terms of being able to like feed your existing work in and be presented with something like an interpretation that looks at your work and then considers the rest of the internet or a, a particular data set. I think that is so exciting, like longer term. And anyone that is really, really like feeling constricted or concerned about AI, I really do think they should like listen to that part of this podcast going forward because I love the fact that you really have embraced it in that way, Arena. I think it's super excited. Um, okay, well, look, uh, I'm going to ask you some really, really quick fire questions because I love to ask them. In the meantime, if anyone wants to come up and ask, ask a question or just speak with Arena on any level, then please, now is the moment to request to come up. But Arena, very, very quickly, I'd love to know your favorite movie. Fight Club. I don't know. I haven't seen it in years, but when you ask this right now, uh, that's what came up. In my you are brain. the second <laughs> of 15 guests to say it. Psychrome so said it have... too. That's so crazy. Because I, like, I think last time I saw it was back in like 2015, 13, and I had never like saw it again. But, but when you asked it right now, my brain was like, Fight Club. Such a that good so movie. Weird. Such a good book too. Like, honestly, I... I think I saw it and then read it, but I wish I'd done it the other way around. It's fantastic. But great choice, great choice. Okay, next question. Favorite book? Oh, I'm a bookworm. It's kind of... <laughs> I had a really feeling hard. you might pick. I, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm sorry. I cannot answer that. It's like <laughs> okay. I used to... When, when, I was, when I was younger, I used to always say I just like love Dostoevsky, but now it was just like my escape <laughs> goes. That's heavy. <laughs> that was exactly because like i used i used to adore it and then uh i reread certain books like a, a year ago and then i also like got deeper into this i'm like now i'm like okay <laughs> but now i'm reading victor hugo the man who loves and it's an incredible book as well oh very good yeah beautiful um 
your favourite fictional character? Oh my god, I'm so bad at it. Um, <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have favourite fictional No, characters. okay, okay, don't worry, I won't push. Uh, your favourite brand, what brands do you enjoy? Oh my goodness. I also don't have favourite, like I don't have favourites. I, I love Vivian Westwood necklaces. Uh as I'm there looking at one right now. That's a brand. <laughs> okay, well, look, I won't push you for any more favorites, but I am curious to know which NFT in your collection would be, if you could only choose one, you had to part with everything else, but you could keep one, which would you keep? Probably, oh, a cool cat that back in when I just got into um, NFTs, I only had like artists on my timeline, right? I wasn't collecting any profile pictures, nothing for I think three, four months. My entire timeline was just artists, 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 artworks. And and then uh, I got uh, Twitter spaces just came up and on one of those spaces, I re it was hosted by Dee's, his Lindy Walks. And I really enjoyed it. And we were talking so much there. And one day, Lee came up and he talked about cool cats. They just came up and he gifted me one. And and then that's how my profile picture collecting journey started. I later on, I collected more cool cats, wrote them to like 15 years, wrote them back and finally sold it this winter to claim my tax losses. But like this one cool cat, this one gift that he gave me, I, I'm keeping it forever and until obviously don't say forever like if medical emergency come up like if something big but i cherish it and love it because of the way how this trading journey started oh that's nice i like it okay well look arena thank you so much really wonderful answers to my questions it's been really lovely to get to know you a little bit better um doug i wondered if you had a question for arena Yes, thanks for uh, bringing me up and letting me uh, ask another uh, ask another question. Irina, thank you for sharing so much. Um, I love your energy and your vibe and, and, and your openness. You, you actually shared a lot with us uh, personally, and I hope I don't dig too deep, but I, w I wanted to go back to the beginning where you mentioned um, you were doing art and your therapist had enc encouraged it or, um, or at least was going hand in hand. And um, so I'm kind of curious to, uh, about the topic of like art therapy and I, I've used art myself to cheer myself up. A lot of my characters actually sometimes come about spontaneously when I just need to make myself laugh. I'll draw something really silly or a funny face. Um, and also you've had so many transitions in your life, which are really interesting and, and different and new and exciting and experimental. And so is art transforming you are you transforming your art are you doing therapy with your art are you exploring like how does all this mix and match and maybe there's no maybe i don't have a specific question but just want to hear a little bit more on on this topic thank you well firstly i love your art oh, i've been following you. you for a while it's incredible i love 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 it um right now i got to the point um of being an artist doing it for so many years where I kind of differentiate I can I can at least see it where I do art to heal my soul like as, as we always heal our souls when we paint or create but like where I do it is like a scream of, of like I cannot hold it inside anymore this is it like I cannot process some emotions this is it it's like too much versus my more of like 
a commercial stuff or like a commissions where I'm not uh, putting too much of my pain or like I, I, I always try to put joy, but like my pain, I not putting it into a like a commission work or like certain pieces. And before, but before when I just started creating like back in the day, my first two, three, four years of creating art, that was a pure outburst of like healing of like the pain I was going through because I'm, I had troubles processing my emotions. I like, I would never like cry for my parents, for example, like I was very, very closed off. And I, for the longest, I couldn't understand what I was painting. Like I would paint. And then a couple of years I look later, I look back at it. I'm like, oh, that's what it means. Because that was just like a scream outburst. And it was so, so raw, which is also makes it beautiful. But right now I uh, got enough experience maybe to control it or at least to try to control it and at least to see where where and what's happening wow that's that's so awesome thank you that's exactly what i was hoping to hear it's just so it's so beautiful i think art is so powerful in so many different ways from healing to transforming to inspiration to uh just getting messages out and and also just processing and and sometimes like you said we don't even know what we're processing we're just letting it out And and i think that's that's so fun and that kind of goes back to what what ben was saying too about just you know the space let you be wild and and fun and creative and and uh, I think if anything uh, the thing to take that I got from today is just like there's just so much you're a ball of creativity and it, like you're exploding with creativity and excitement and 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 and, and feelings and meaning and um, I love that I love art that has that and I, I totally feel that and, and and see that in your art so thank you thank you for putting yourself out into the world like that for us to uh, to be inspired by and to enjoy so cheers Thank you so much for your question. Yes, and and I hope to see you in space soon. (laughs) Yeah. Ben, I just realized right now, for at least last couple months, my favorite fictional character was Pepe. Of course. (laughs) Took me a while. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What I do for, like, spaces, even if, like, people would send me questions, I prefer it, but I try to do it very like on a go so it'll be more natural more me at the moment and that's why i'm like all of a sudden it came it's pepe of course of course and i love how people have been able to like claim pepe in the space and transform any kind of like nonsense messaging behind the frog and actually just turn it into a symbol for all in the space and if anyone wants to argue about that come at me but uh yes i agree and uh, a great Great character. Love it. Um, Doug, terrific question. Thank you so much. Always so insightful. Uh, I will just say very quickly, anyone, audio galleries, community members, just be really, really careful. We have already had one scammy link in our Discord, which the very vigilant and quick trigger fingers of Sigrid, she's managed to get rid of and has replaced with a a special message in there just informing people to use official links but please like you don't need to follow a link really anyway just go to OpenSea homepage and it's there for all to see in the uh, notable uh, collections so yeah please don't fall foul of any nonsense that's really really important uh look i wondered if anyone else wanted to come up and say anything or ask uh arena anything uh, while i do that tamika how are you I'm good. I just made it in. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're in out of the rain. I hope your pooch is safe also. (laughs) Yeah, she's happy to be away from all (laughs) that. Awesome. I'm curious because obviously been working now 
this is the second drop that we've done after Sarah with timepieces. Thank you so much for your contribution this week to our marketing efforts and uh, and really like helping promote this space. Um, I'm I'm curious, like obviously, you know, how how are you finding it, and and what, what what's your what's your take on, on everything we've gone through today? Oh, uh, I mean, I think Arena is an incredible artist, and I mean, just as someone who is consistently concentrating on how I can be intentional about increasing my own generational wealth, I definitely connected to the piece in that regard as well. Um, because I think in a lot of ways, we are all trying to figure out what wave will kind of take us to the next level, um, what opportunity will be that change, right? What spark will be the thing that allows us to go in a different direction? Um, and so when Arena offered up this piece, the first thing I thought of and the first thing I connected to was just that overall message, right? That there is another opportunity coming. There is another train coming. We continue to thrive and grow in our own right um, while also being able to then that allows us to be able to be ready for the next opportunity. Um, so I'm super excited. I can't wait to see um, how this open edition does. Arena is a fantastic artist. Anyone in this space would be lucky to have one of her pieces as part of their collection. Um, and I can't wait. It's been an incredible week. Um, some really positive sentiments for Arena. And I think that she's going to do fantastically. And this piece is going to be fantastically received. Thank you, Tamika. I, I agree with all of your words there. Thank you for putting it so eloquently. Well, look, guys, we are running out of time. I like to cap these at about the hour mark because then they become a podcast that people actually want to listen to. So uh, I am going to say, Arena, thank you so much for coming up and sharing your story sharing your inspiration, sharing your artwork, and, uh, and just being so much fun. Uh, it's a word that Maya uh, from Time and I were talking about yesterday, fun. It's such an important element that perhaps sometimes we forget about in this space. And I think everything we do here should really be about like collecting and trading and creating and having fun alongside it. And so Arena, I think you embody that. So thank you so much for coming up and sharing everything with us today. Thank you so much for hosting and thank you for Time Pieces and other galleries and OpenSea for putting it all together. And that you're doing a beautiful job and empowering so many people. And thank you for that. Uh, very, very grateful. And thank you for that. Yeah, so folks, once again, head to OpenSea, homepage, notable collections it's there it's the first piece it's called missed yet another another generational wealth train by arena bb a beautiful piece 0.015 eth already at like almost 150 minted um so really really pleased about that thank you to anyone who's already joined in please go check it out it's live for another 71 and a half hours um in the meantime next week we are back with karen jersic uh, Karen and I were hanging out earlier in a Google Meet. We were putting together the finishing touches on her amazing generative collection, which we're doing next week, called Goofballs. Can't wait for you to see that. Karen has been working tirelessly on this for the past few months. Um, every single trait in this entire collection has been handmade using clay and then photographed and then uploaded and, and hand-painted. It is a wild collection of goofballs and nostalgia. And 
I know that she can't wait to share it with you. I can't wait to share it with you too. So we'll start pushing that probably over the weekend at some point. But right now, let's focus on the wonderful arena. Um, I will uh, look forward to communicating with you all during next week. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for your help. Please check out the gallery editions. Oh, my gosh, I hate pushing so many things. Oh, and Munch and Mombo next week. Some fun happening. So any holders of Munch and Mombo who are Doug's amazing characters that are the audio gallery mascots, we've got something really cool coming up. In the meantime, let's just go back to that same track because I love it so much. Everyone, have a happy weekend. GM, everyone. Bye-bye. This is Audio Galleries. Conversations.